0: All right, Bob Flounders, for the first time in 2021, we are car podcasting. It's the Blue White Breakdown live from currently just outside of Beaver Stadium. We'll be heading back towards Harrisburg as we talk. And
1: and I'm we- driving safely, just so, the, just so the listeners and audience know, I'm driving. Greg's handling the podcast duties. Go ahead, Greg.
0: Yes, so we just saw Penn State wrap up practice number 12 of 15 this spring. James Franklin, a bunch of players, both coordinators talked after oh, yeah. that event. Bob, let's just start with this. This is the first time we get to see the 2021 team in uniform, in action, first time at the stadium, and, you know, what immediately comes to mind when you look back on the last, you know, four or five hours of time we spent at Beaver Stadium and listening to Penn State folks talk.
1: Yeah, so coming into today, Greg, I was anxious to see, I I mean, they kind of sent mixed signals and not that it really matters, but... I kind of my impression was it was going to be kind of like a practice with a little bit of a scrimmage, and really what we got was after they warmed up, it was like like a ninety minute scrimmage. It was actually like the blue white game in many respects, Um, and we got to look at a lot of players. and I wanted to see just kind of how early or or would there be any kind of wrinkles in Mike Yursich, the first year coordinator's offense. I would say it was. It's you know they still have three more practices to go, and it's still early. But uh, we got to see all three quarterbacks. We saw a lot of Sean Clifford. We also saw a lot of Taquan Roberson. We saw a little bit of Christian Veau. I thought that was good. We got an early look at what the offensive line might look like. They didn't. They were smart. You didn't see a lot of Jahan Dotson, but they did throw the ball to a lot of different targets. I will say this: you saw a little bit of tempo from Mike Gersuch. That's something James Franklin wants to put in the offense. We also, not that it's a big deal to to a lot of Penn State fans, but Penn State <laughs> Penn State did go under under center for three or four plays. I think the first play under center, there was a like a fumbling snap, so that was beautiful. But that's what I my impression was of the offense. And the other thing I just have to say, I don't want to put any more pressure on a true freshman because it's a, he's a first year player. But Greg, we talked about this the last podcast we did is like it's ridiculous how much we're here we're hearing about Kalen King the January enrollee of the corner you know almost every you know Franklin press conference during spring or every player that taught was asked had was raving about Kalen King and I was thinking you know they're pretty deep at corner so I don't know like are they putting too much pressure on this true freshman you know what the kid's a player like I, I'm not you know, I know it was only a scrimmage, but I'll tell you right now, they're going to play him a lot. He looks so comfortable out there. He picked off a pass, a Taquan Roberson pass, uh, early in the scrimmage, returned it for a touchdown. He also picked off Sean Clifford late in the uh, late in the scrimmage, Greg. And I'll just close with this: one of the reasons why we're seeing a lot of Kalen King is. Marquise Wilson, who's a corner that played prominently last year and as a true freshman in 2019, they were looking at him exclusively as a wideout in this scrimmage. They still probably can use him in a corner in a pitch, but it looks like they're trying to beef up the receiver room with some playmakers, and that's one less corner that Penn State has at their disposal. Greg, I just think that Kalen King. Is, is probably a top-four corner already. They still have Joey Porter and Tariq Castro-Fields, but if anything happens, they're comfortable playing him a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, again, it's tough sometimes when you try and look at these spring practices in the uh, through the lens of, let's remember, the reason Caitlin King had an intercept, two interceptions is because his teammates, who the Lions are counting on, threw two terrible interceptions. Raekwon <laughs> Roberson was yeah. a screen pass that yeah. never should have been thrown, yeah. and Sean Clifford did some kind Ooh. of a jump. Throw thing And the ball Just kind of Hung up in the yeah. air I mean don't get me wrong The key here is that Penn State corners In the past haven't really made those points, even when they were there to be made. So James Franklin said sometimes guys love the ball, and sometimes the ball finds them, the ball loves them, and he certainly does. So that's the positive. But flip it around to the other side, Sean Clifford at times today, Bob, still looked like the same guy we saw in 2020, indecisive at times, taking too long to get through his progressions. Uh, You know, he wasn't running to the point of trying to kill himself this this time around at least. But, I I mean, it just – it, it makes you wonder how much work Mike Yurcich has to do to get him to a point where he can be the quarterback everyone thought he could be, and even a version of the 2019 guy that we saw that was not terrible, uh, and not to say he was terrible last year, there were some right. bright spots, but yeah. you know, he certainly, I think, would agree, and he has said it, that he didn't play his best a year ago, and there was a lot that went into that, of course, but I guess, Bob, I had the chance to listen to Mike Yurcich, I know you listened to Brent Prime, we'll get to that in a bit, yeah. but... The one thing that struck me about Mike Yurcich is he has a plan, and I guess I'll say this, and I don't know if it's comforting to Penn State fans or not, but if someone's going to uh, improve Sean Clifford to the point where everyone wants him to be, I think Mike Yurcich is the guy, and if he can't do it, then I'm not sure anybody can, because he's very direct, he's very to the point, he was asked where Sean Clifford's at, and he said it's consistency, that's not where they're they're at. You know, he said they're chasing a perfect game, they obviously aren't close to that at this point, but... I got the sense that Mike Yurcich has a pretty good feel for what needs to happen uh, to make the Sean Clifford into the quarterback that can lead Penn State to where it wants to go. And, you know, let's keep in mind too. This is only they've only worked together now twelve times, and that's another part of this that I think you have to consider is that Mike Tirico was not going to rid Sean Clifford of any bad habits in twelve practices. If he could, he would be a miracle worker. But if he can get him through the twelve plus the three years still to come to a point where over the summer he can improve his game, then maybe Penn State has something to work with. If not, you know, again we've heard the transfer portal discussion. They're going to turn over every rock in there. They have to. Yeah, they do. The backups. Christian Bayou, Taquan Roberson, I thought each guy at times showed a little something, but yeah. neither one of those guys, to me, Bob, are close to being at a point where you would say you're comfortable putting them into a game, and to be fair to them, they have not played in the game yet, so there's a good reason for that.
1: Yeah, and just to follow up on what you said, you know, fans will probably say, well, what was James Franklin and Kirk Shiraka doing not getting Taquan Roberson you know, more experience in his first two years because James said after that scrimmage today that, you know, it's hard to evaluate the second and third quarterbacks because they just don't have any game experience. But you know, the problem is that Will Levis I mean this this the plan I don't think was to be this inexperienced at the backup positions. The plan I don't think they, they ever really thought, maybe naively, that Will Levis was gonna leave for Kentucky, but as we've seen with quarterbacks who think they can play, and even at Penn State, they are a threat to transfer at any time. You saw it a couple years ago with Tommy Stevens, Will Levis after last year. I think, you know, Greg, you're talking about maybe the inconsistencies of Sean Clifford. I think that might have been very frustrating to Will Levis, knowing that, you know, it wasn't like he needed to beat out you know, one of the top six quarterbacks in America. But it seemed pretty clear to me that James Franklin had made up his mind that, you know, after the Iowa game, when Will Levis got a shot, he was going to ride it out with Sean Clifford and let the chips fall where they may. And if Will Levis played, it was either A, because of an injury, injury, or B, in a short-yarded situation. So Will left, and that really kind of exposed, I think, maybe... A weakness in the Penn State offense, and that is at the backup quarterback position. Taquan Robertson did make some nice throws as the scrimmage progressed. I thought he had a nice throw uh, on the on the touchdown pass. Christian Value has a has a live arm, but I don't. I I think if we're talking about a backup quarterback playing for Penn State in 2021, it'll either be Robertson or they're going to have to find another option maybe after spring ends I just think it's unfair to throw some Christian in this early but I do think quarterback is definitely a bit of a concern Greg just one one note uh I'd like to pass along on the offense Mike Miranda is going to be the center that was something that we kind of speculated on and Penn State didn't really say um but we knew that Miranda could play center he's trained at center he seemed like the successor to Michael Mennett. He was out there a lot snapping the ball. That makes a lot of sense. He's going to be the guy. I think he can be a really good center. James said he feels really good about his tackles. Um, Rasheed Walker, obviously, and Kate Wallace. They used some young guards um, today today. Salim Worley was one. Anthony Wigan, the Juco who began his career as a tackle, played a lot of guard as well. We didn't see Juice Scruggs. I don't even know if he's suited up. I think you're still going to hear from him. And another guy, I don't know, Greg, that we did not see and there's just not enough time to ask James Franklin about everything was the Harvard transfer. Is is Kevin Wilson?
0: He's, Eric Wilson will be here in the summer,
1: that's right. Okay, yes. that's that's a that's a good note. I still think we might hear. I don't know why I keep calling him Kevin. Anyway, Eric
0: Wilson. You're thinking of Kevin Reiner. I the know. Transfer, Damn one of the four, Darn it. One of the last transfers yeah. in. Uh, I don't know how much, if we saw any of Dez Holmes today, but he could He be, has? Does he have new hair? Does yes, he does. Like, like flaming red hair? Uh, yes it was something it was definitely different than the last time we yeah. saw him he'll be in that conversation okay. too um yeah you're right I mean I think the offensive line has something to work with. Now, I think the defensive line did get the better of them yeah. uh, overall today. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arnold Abichetti, the t- temple transfer, looks really like he can be a player if mm-hmm. he has to put some weight on, but he flashed. Yep. I was really interested, Bob. What was your take? Hakeem Beeman looks like he's about 210 pounds. He's listed <laughs> at 270, yeah. but he was out there. I, he provides a different speed element in that defensive tackle spot yeah. that I think could be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, he he's dropped that. I would say. If P.J. Mustafer has gained 20, 25 pounds and is up to 326. Beeman, I think, played around 290, maybe a little bit higher. He's at 270 now, and I think it's it's not a coincidence PJ got bigger and he got lighter, because they're kind of switch roles. I think PJ is going to be more of the nose man, closer to the center and the guard. And I think they want they'd rather see Beeman quicker rather than bigger. I think he can still be disruptive. Uh, John Scott said earlier that he actually has some defensive end qualities. I don't think he's going to play defensive end, but I think his quickness I think is appealing to Penn State. But I one of my takeaways Mustafa looks good. I think that you know he wasn't playing against the top guards today, but he looked like he was moving very well for somebody that. That gain that kind of weight. We saw a little of Derek Tangelo inside. You're right about Arnold, Arnold Ebikadi. He looks good. Um, you know, uh, I think Adisa Isaac's going to be the other starter. Yep. Uh, Nick Tarburton actually yeah, ran with the ones. Yeah. He looked pretty good. Health's going to be the issue for him. I think the defensive line's okay. I think the fact that those transfers that were at I think that it's a, Those are two huge additions. I think to the de- to the defense. Um, you know, Brent Pry talked about Arnold. I think he really likes him, especially as a pass rusher. And I think he won't be exclusively as a pass rusher, but that's going to be his role. And um, you were right a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what I don't know what Jesse Lucchetta ro- Lucchetta's role is going to be at linebacker, but I think he's a middle guy now. And that means it's going to be him and Ellis Brooks. And they are they are clearing the path like you thought a couple of weeks ago for Curtis Jacobs to play a bigger role. They already like Brandon Smith. But they needed to get, I think, more athletic yes. at linebacker. And I think they have that with Smith and Jacobs on the outside. I like that. Um, we talked about Kalen King. Um, t- the defense, I thought, was, was fine. The turnovers were encouraging. Um, but my, I think my main takeaway from this is that James Franklin really does believe that uh, Mike Ursa is the guy to get the Penn State offense where James Franklin wants it. They have to score more. They have to be better in the red zone. Uh, they they have to protect the ball more. You did not see that today. No, There were too many mistakes. I think that's an issue that's going to not go away until maybe August. And ultimately, I think, Greg, you know, you know, you look at you look at football and you look at all three phases, but if Penn State is gonna be markedly better than they were last year, it's really gonna come down to Mike Yersich's schemes and also his ability to get Sean Clifford to play at a higher level and limit his interceptions. I really think that is the, maybe the number one storyline, may probably going into the offseason is what will that look like and how much better can Mike Yersitz get Sean Clifford to play?
0: Yeah, because if not, I mean that we're gonna know where this team stands at the end of September. because They go to Wisconsin in the opener, they have Auburn. All states not the back walk over it, it may maybe used to be. <laughs> I mean they're gonna they're a yeah. team that will contend for that title and you know, obviously they're not playing in the SEC of course, but I don't think they're going to be a pushover. They should be a test for Penn State. Villanova, of course, will not be, but they are if something's going horribly wrong. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the play of Sean Clifford, the ability for Mike Yurchich to scheme all of his playmakers, and it's not just uh, the running backs. You know, obviously they have plenty to work with there. I don't think we saw John Lovett today, but, look, it was one practice of 11. Obviously some guys may not have been available for whatever reason. They could have practiced nine times before this and then today. I don't want to read too much in the guys that weren't there for whatever reason. But, but, you know, ultimately, and again, that's the same with some of the performances. I mean, it's two hours of practice out of uh, a month of practice. So some of it I guess you got to take with that uh, perspective in mind. But, yeah, to me, over the next, Mike was asked, three practices to go, what are you focused on? And he more or less said it's about the process. It's about getting these guys to a point where, when they, when they leave and, and they go off to do finals and then summer starts and summer workouts and all that, they have all the film they need to understand right. what they need to do. They're not watching Mike Yurcich's Oklahoma State guys. They're not watching Mike Yurcich's Ohio State guys. They're watching their themselves work in Mike Yurcich's offense and can envision what that's like. And if they can figure it out between now and the summer, yeah, this team's going to have a chance to do some uh, something better than what it did a year ago when it started 0-5. But you're right. That is the biggest storyline, along with what's behind Clifford, or what could be joining that room. That's going to be something we talk about a lot. Uh, defensively, I think you hit on all the high points. You know that, especially that secondary, looks like it could be. Pretty darn good. Yep. Nothing that we thought that before, and like James Franklin said a couple weeks ago, he thought that group could be good. Now he certainly feels that way. Yeah. And nothing's changed his mind. Nothing has changed our mind. Marquise Wilson, Edwards receiver, is interesting for sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. The special teams didn't look so great today, but I guess that uh, again, it's one practice out of twelve.
1: Yeah, not not a great day for the kicking game. Uh, just two more things before we wrap this up from my end. I thought um, Devin Ford looked really good today when he got the ball. He did He did have a long kick return against there where they didn't really try to hit him. Yeah. But you saw his speed. He looked 100%. And he made some runs, I thought, early in uh, the scrimmage that I just think that, you know... Not that he needs to have a bounce back year, but it's a deep room. But I think he's going to be a featured player. We, Noah Kane didn't work today. He was doing some work before the scrimmage. He's not all the way back. I think they're taking it slow with him. Kevon Lee looked good. I think Keziah Holmes looked good. And just uh, I just want to I feel, I don't want to I don't want like the listeners to think that we're uh, piling on Sean Clifford. And I will say with regard to that. I think I think he's gonna look a lot better when Penn State decides to feature Jahan Dotson in the passing game. Yeah, I don't even I don't know if they they might have looked his way once. He's a one of the best wide receivers I think in college football, but clearly he was out there just to kind of take up space. They didn't really try to go to him. So Sean was thrown to a lot of guys he's not typically gonna uh, throw the ball to. Parker Washington played, but I don't really think they were looking his way a lot either. I thought Brenton Strange looked good on that long touchdown catch. He made. I don't think we've seen Theo Johnson the wraps come off him yet. He can help as well. They're using they're using those tight ends uh, to split out as well. But I do think Sean Clifford, you know, it's it's kind of a different game when you're trying to throw the ball to Jahan Dotson, and he really didn't do that today. He needs to get better, but I just don't think we saw some of the more dangerous components of Penn State's offense on display, whether it was Jahan Dotson or Noah Kane. I think it will look like a different bunch in the fall when they get a little bit more comfortable with the first-year offensive coordinator scheme. So I just wanted to make that point yep. about Sean.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair, and again, we'll see – What else Penn State does the rest of the spring, what more we might get to see. But, Bob, it was nice to be back in Beaver Stadium. It was. 7,500 people. Yes, and obviously that's more than we've seen in there in quite some time. I think James Franklin said it sounded like 75,000, and I don't know about that. But it was definitely (laughs) loud uh, compared to... Uh, Last year with cardboard cutouts And a few hundred people maybe and everything else So I think that wraps it up Bob uh, We'll catch up with everyone soon Uh, Remember you can like, rate, subscribe To the podcast anywhere you get your audio Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google uh, Wherever you find podcasts You'll find us, give us a review Let us know how we're doing Uh, There's usually a video version of this Bob, no video today As we're driving You can't see
1: our pretty faces It's very disappointing for you guys, I know
0: I'm sure the listeners are upset about that But we'll be back next week and until then, uh, you can find everything Penn State or Pennlive.com rather slash Penn State Football.